1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic dominate the PFA Scotland team of the year With six players given the nod Rangers are getting set for a trip to Leipzig In the Europa League semi-finals And Hibs begin their managerial search Amid speculation Roy Keane could be the man For the Easter Road hot seat I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Yeah we've got a terrific time of the season Where all the arguments start As if we've not had enough Gordon We can now argue about manager of the year Player of the year Young player of the year And once we get through all of that There's a little matter In 48 hours time Of Rangers In a European semi-final What yeah. a week this is going to be Gordon Yeah I'm excited with this week Gordon I'm really looking forward to it a lot You, you sound it actually Yeah yeah, I'm, I'm right up for it uh, Thursday night is going to be fantastic I'm looking forward to that game And then obviously the weekend A lot of good fixtures, fixtures Saturday Important ones as well and then you go on to Sunday, the small matter of Celtic v Rangers at Celtic Park. And we're just glad to have them tonight. You know, Manchester City, Real Madrid and a Champions League semi-final. have got all the greats of yesteryear coming down to the Etihad and he's knocked it back to do the show. That was good of you, I must mm. admit. 01419511025 on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter The PFA Scotland Team of the Year Is out Have you seen it already It's been out there On social media What do you make of it Do you agree With the choices Would you disagree Is there someone You feel has been Hard done by Would you have put Someone else in your team Give us all your thoughts I'll read the full team To you in a second Rangers fans Let's go early thoughts Then on Thursday We'll give you the Inside track On RB Leipzig Very soon So you can get your Thoughts in ahead of that one Roy Keane In Scottish football Can you imagine even if it doesn't happen I think we're at the stage We can imagine At this point And uh, dream about the drama That would follow So get your calls in And speak to the guys On 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB I always say it on a Tuesday I say it because I mean it You two get to Sort of say goodbye To the weekend If you like And usher in Whatever the rest of the week uh, Holds for us what did you make of the weekend? Was that a title-ending weekend or, or still life left in it? I thought after the Old Firm game at Ibrox that was the title-ending weekend to be perfectly honest with you but Rangers did their bit Motherwell on Saturday with 10 men got the win turned the pressure onto Celtic and Celtic answered really well I thought at Dingwall you go there there are always going to be moments when Ross County are in the ascendancy but Celtic struck early they struck late they're six points clear a vastly superior goal difference You just can't see them letting it slip now Gordon Yeah as much as the game at the weekend This weekend coming up Gordon at Celtic Park Is very important for both teams I still think Celtic can afford to lose that And still go on and, and lift the league title I agree with uh, Roger If there's going to be any hiccups uh, They've been looking at Dingwall Not the greatest place in the world to go But I thought Celtic done a professional job up there And Rangers Even down to 10 men against Motherwell uh, walked away from Fir Park with three points And comfortable and looking forward to Thursday night and a big weekend for St Johnson as well they, they got a deserved point at Danes on Saturday And I believe some of their players even had a victory on Sunday <gasps> Of course mm. You were telling us all about this on Saturday You were apparently up against St Johnson's Ali Crawford at the golf Did it not? Not go to plan for uh, you? It certainly didn't go off to a good start My, my partner, I won't name him uh, But he, he <laughs> let he completely let me down at the weekend um, But 
Young uh, Young Ali Hits a For the size of him He's, he's three stone Soaking wet And he hits the ball A country mile So they beat you basically Is, is what oh, you're getting very at very fortunate Yes very fortunate I, I now know why They're down near the How ball How damaging What score uh, we get beaten the last goal. Oh, that's even better. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, he'd have been furious, Roger Hanna. That's <laughs> my weak maid. I suspected this might be the case because I texted my dear friend here in Sunday morning to wish him good luck, and I got a message back that says luck doesn't come into it. <laughs> and then there was radio silence until I saw him this evening. <laughs> do, you, do you know? I, I, I was so bad. We got off to the worst start. We were four down after four, and I'm thinking I won't be able to get back into Radio Clyde if we don't get this back. <laughs> Anyway, enough about that 01419511025 on the phones Or at Clyde SSB on Twitter Your reaction please To that team of the year I'll tell you right now You can tell me Where the professionals have gone wrong This is the beauty of, of this debate Because you're just arguing with the players That are out there who voted for it And telling you, telling them all that, that we know better uh, So this is the team that the players have picked For the PFA Scotland 11 Did they get it right? Who would you have picked? Who has missed out? Who do you think is worthy of a mention It's Celtic dominated Celtic fans What does that say About the season you've had Pick up the phone And let us know 01419511025 um, Craig Gordon in goal A back four Of James Tavernier Rangers skipper John Souter Cameron Carter Vickers Josip Juranovic Three midfielders If you like Callum McGregor Tom Rogic And Ross County's Reagan Charles Cook And Jota Kyogo and Morelos That is your PFA Scotland Team of the Year For season 21-22 Do you agree Or do you not Roger Hanna If you don't You're going to be splitting here You could make a case perhaps For a Connor Goldson And ahead of John Souter um, Up top Kyogo having played half a season But he was very good In the half season that he played um, Tom Rogic sneaking in Ahead of A couple of other contenders there In, in the midfield But the other well I can't believe you're asking that question The night after Andy Halliday was in the show <laughs> No I mean can someone like Rio Hitati Could you know did, Would he have had a shout for the way he's come in In the second half of the season Ryan Jack for the way he's come in In the second half of the season There have been you know Some other players that may well Have been contenders in there But as I say We would be splitting hairs For once I think the players have maybe got it right yeah, uh, there's not a lot of arguments here. I'm looking at the the ones that Roger pointed out. Suter, uh, Kyogo, he's right in the fact that he's not played the full season, but he was very effective at the beginning of this season. Uh, Morelis and Charles Cook really deserves to be there. What a terrific season the lads had up at Dingwall. Um, so, yeah, I think Tavernier speaks for himself. He's re- his numbers have been impressive this season, Gordon. And Craig Gordon's been the top goalkeeper. So, it'll be interesting to see if MDL else has a, a, I think, an um, opinion on it. Our dear Fraser Wishart and PFA Scotland are announcing the shortlist tomorrow for Premiership Player of the Year. If you had a vote, Daz? Oh, um, I think. Looking at that list, I wouldn't be surprised if the Charles Cook at Ross County. I think you think he'll make it into the four? Yeah, I think he deserves to. I mean, go it doesn't always work this way, but pretty much it's going to come from that team. I know there was a, an anomaly in the championship. Yeah, Tam O'Brien. Um, he was one of the four nominees and didn't make it into the team of the year. Uh, but it, it should come from that eleven. Which yeah. four from that eleven makes it tomorrow? Um, I think Tavernier. Uh, as a certainty I think Gordon Has had a terrific season That's two Charles Cook Three And I would probably say McGregor Would you differer? Yeah I'd certainly McGregor McGregor I've said in the show before McGregor got my vote For the Scottish Football Writers 
Player of the Year. Um, Craig Gordon, could he sneak in there? Um, you know, you, you always have to look at how players vote. Um, history would tell you that the Celtic supporting players vote for a Celtic player, so that gets McGregor in. The Rangers supporting <laughs> oh, so players cynical. vote for a Rangers player. So looking at the team, maybe Morelos, maybe Tavernier. There's usually one from a non-old firm club. That'll probably be Craig Gordon. You won't you won't go far wrong with with them. Charles Cook, you make the the top four. <laughs> not I, having I, that, Roger. I, I think he's done really well. I'm not sure he makes the top. Do you know? Four. Do you know who I think would be unlucky not to be? You, you could nominate most of those because they've had good seasons. I think Carter Vickers has had a brilliant season going. I really do. I think he's had a magnificent season. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's in there. But Craig Gordon, definitely. Tavernier, yeah. And I think the lad at Ross County, for what he's produced this season, deserves to be in the phone. There we go. 01419511025 on the phones or at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Uh, let's bring in Stephen, who is a Celtic fan. Stephen, six of your Celtic players in that PFA Scotland team of the year. Is that deserved? Is there anyone else you think has been un- unfortunate to miss out? Well deserved Gordon Yeah I think so To miss out mm, Joe Hart With Joe uh, The keeper side of things guys I think you've mentioned Craig Gordon Player of the year there Yep Probably Probably You know Keeper's a tough one um, I think Joe's been outstanding for us Really has been Bit of a leader Something we've missed For quite a while You've seen what we went through last year The goalkeeper's Probably since his big Foster left us. Um, no, I think it's been fair. I think I think we'll dominate it. We, we, we deserve at least six in there from our display this year. I think the boys have been great. Carter yeah. Vic- Vickers for me outstanding. Thank Callum for me he's player of the year. Scotland mm. player of the year. Yeah, outstanding. I mean Roger like, Joe Hart's obviously made a big imp- impact for Celtic, and you can understand why Celtic fans are happy with the season yeah. he's had. You just get the feeling you'd you'd really need to go some to outperform. Craig Gordon this season Yeah Absolutely And Joe Hart's Not put a foot wrong For Celtic this season um, He's been an upgrade On anyone Who was in the premises Last season um, He's probably Celtic's best keeper Since Craig Gordon Was in the building But Craig Gordon For me I mean Hearts pe- People forget Hearts were promoted This time last season This is their first season Back in the top flight They've cemented Third place Before the split They're in the Scottish Cup final they are going into the Europa League playoff round Which guarantees them European football of some sort Until Christmas mm. A huge financial bounty that brings with it And Craig Gordon as captain And the leader in the dressing room Has been so influential in all yeah. of that I mean, Gordon the, the the difficulty sometimes with these types mm. of debates Is when you suggest one person over another You fall into the trap It's almost like you're, you're criticising and no, no, no one would criticise the season Joe Hart's had. It's been it's been perfectly good. You just get the feeling Craig Gordon's had an exceptional yeah. season, don't you? And that, that's that's where it's going to be tough in that department. I can see the arguments for Joe Hart. If you look, he's part of a team that thirty four league games. Gordon have only lost nineteen goals. That's very impressive indeed. So it tells you it's certainly working. Um, yeah, I think he's been excellent. I think he's uh, been a terrific signing for Celtic. No doubt in that. But I just think you're, you're right there. I think Craig Gordon has been exceptional and I think he deserves to be the number one choice. Mm. What else is on your mind tonight, Stephen? Uh, apart from that, boys, um, I come back from Hamden uh, two weeks ago. I uh, stayed, stayed a couple of nights with the family and I come back and it was really hot, even Hamden. Probably the fact that we just didn't turn up that day. I know Rangers probably deserved it over the piece. Uh, I still think Big Vicar scores it. 
game over. I think he's all grieving me there. But um, I was really hot, really, really hot. Felt it. But afterwards, once I settled down and I thought, we'll still win two here. We'll still win a double. I just think it's extraordinary what Big Andrew's done. We won a double. To come from where we were last year, I'll be so proud of my team. So proud of Big Ange. I'm coming over. I booked my flight. I'm coming Friday. And I think it's going to be a title party. And a bit of a title party. I know we can't officially win it. But I think we'll do it. I think forget about draws. And I heard the guys talking last night. This is the worst Celtic team ever going a title. Oh, the rubbish guys. Honestly, Celtic have been exceptional this year. As, as Gordon just said there, many clean sheets. You know, best league defensive record in, in the Premiership. And we wouldn't have said that last year when you looked at the rebuild of our, of our defence. And you look at the first few games, I would have been worried. Every Celtic fan, they've really settled and they've built into a real, real, I think, a, a great team. I think we're only going to get better. If we, get, if we win this league, Champions League money comes. I just think Ange could really be a force to be reckoned with for 10, 12 years to come, not going back to the nine years. Wow. I really think he's going to build it. I do. Nothing I like getting carried away, Stephen. <laughs> I know. For a goal. Hold on a minute. So, football managers and players up and down the country keep telling us to take one game at a time. Stephen's not taking 10, 12, 12 games years. at a time, 12 years at a time. Come on, Stephen. Surely we know that football can come back and bite you in that. Sort of time frame. Listen, don't knock Stephen. I think this should be the first question that Gabriel asks the manager of Celtic <laughs> at his pre-match press conference on Friday. Can you win twelve in a row? Yeah, no, but can, well, well, you know, do you like it so much? Would you stay for ten or twelve years? Sean Maloney <laughs> get nineteen games. But what an to stay for twelve years? You're getting a bit excited, Stephen. Surely. Maybe, maybe. You know what? I'm just so excited about the big guy. I just think that with the forty million. I think we're going to build. We're going to build, and I think we're going to be a force to be reckoned with at least the next two, three, four years. And I'll tell you, surely, guys, wherever the money's coming from, Rangers, it can't keep coming. I think they put all their eggs in a basket to win this bonanza at the end of the year, and we're going to take it, and we're going to be worthy of it. I think Stephen's obviously very confident of. Uh, How gutted is Stephen going to be though if Rangers yeah. either win the Europa League mm-hmm. or get through the qualifying rounds and join? Imagine it. I mean, for us, midweeks would be brilliant, but Stephen will have to. To recalculate his 12 year dominance Yeah um, I think Stephen would be a bit uh, upset If Rangers go and produce a goods Thursday in Europe um, Obviously two legs And very uh, very important games To get to a final Gordon Which would be a terrific achievement He might have a good weekend Or he might have a very bad weekend Just depending on how it goes on Sunday At Celtic Park Interesting to see who claims The bragging rights through the summer If Celtic win the Premiership And League Cup And Rangers win the Europa League And Scottish Cup because I can never really remember a season where both sets of supporters could claim the bragging rights. Thank you to Stephen. Mm. So one four one nine five one one zero two five, or it is Twitter at Clyde SSB if you want to get in touch. Uh, there, tell you what, lots of comments on Twitter about that team of the year that we were uh, <coughs> discussing. The guys were throwing out some potential names that maybe could count themselves unlucky. Uh, to miss out What have we got on here Obviously there's a lot of, There's a lot on Twitter You have to filter through You know mm. that way As you uh, as you speak Chris says it just shows How massive we've become uh, Under And I like Chris's logic Because it, it clearly Doesn't work like this He says only two players From Rangers Basically get into the Celtic team That's it He's, he's got it He's got it all figured out That never ending Round and round in circles debate That's what he's taken um, from that Jamie Downs thinks Joe Hart Anthony Ralston Carp Starfelt Jackie Marcus And Abada Are all hard done by Who do you think Jamie supports? Yeah he, uh, He's just going for The full Celtic squad He wants everyone in there um, I, I think that 
the the best right back in the country. You know, Ralston had a good start to the season. Obviously, he's lost his place now, and he was back in at the weekend. But you look at Tavernier's record this season. Tavernier's been absolutely sensational for Rangers. Uh, RJ does say Kyogo's played 24 times. Surely Abada must feel hard done by. Um, which is entirely possible uh, That's Twitter at Clyde SSB You can pick up the phone 01419511025 Let me run this by you Before we do anything else though Important stuff at this time of the year Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals We are gearing up for another huge Midweek and weekend Because every goal Celtic and Rangers score Adds £250 into the cash jackpot That's the way it generally works And over the weekend Rangers got three Celtic added two in Dingwall And that takes us to £29,500 How yep. much And we're not even finished. How much golf gear could you buy with that total? Oh, What are you sitting at the moment? About eight pairs of shoes? Nine So you could go I, mean, I, 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 would, go, I would go a pair of shoes every game Now Rangers take on RB Leipzig on Thursday And then on Sunday the two teams meet So we're going to up it again to £500 per goal To be in with the chance of winning that huge amount tax free Make sure you're in the hat by texting GOAL to 61025 That's G-O-A-L to 61025 It is £2 to text plus your standard message rate over 18s only And the full terms and online entry are at Clyde one Com. Lanes close 6pm Saturday 21st of May Which is Scottish Cup final day So for your chance to be the winner Don't miss out Text GOAL to 61025 right now You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here It's 0141-951-1025 Or we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB We are debating that team of the year Is it the right choice for you? Have the PFA members got it wrong? Who do you think has been unfortunate to miss out? Get your thoughts in on Twitter Or the phones Rangers fans building up to Thursday As well Going to get you the inside track on RB Leipzig In the not too distant future As well On Twitter on that team of the year Stephen Lyon says No Aribo And then the eyes wide emoji Do you, do you use that one? A favourite no, of yours No No I don't use that one But um, I will in, in Times ahead uh, Just it seems like The type of emoji You would use To no, be honest um, Bartfast of Napoli Says if Kent Isn't in it It's a joke uh, Kent so and Kent Are the, the shouts There nah, on Twitter are they, to, un, are they I, harsh I think Kent's not Had a good season At all gone Um <laughs> Look, he's, he's had I suppose his, the thing he is had his moments And certainly in Europe Which I, I yeah. don't know If that really comes into No to I, I, I don't think Ken deserves to be In the, the, the team of the year um, Aribo was just, You know I thought He was brilliant Up until about Three months ago And then he obviously Went off a bit of form We were getting phone calls From Rangers supporters Saying that he was Nin left out the team Which happened uh, But he is a terrific player Aribo But um, no, I don't see I don't see any of them replacing any of the starting eleven here. Any other Rangers players in contention? I mentioned Goldson. Goldson may be ahead of Suter um, this season. He has done well not only at the back, but he's actually <clears throat> an attacking weapon. You know, not just from set pieces. Those diagonals he had to yeah. when he had to Tavernier for the equaliser in the Scottish Cup semi final. So he, he must have had a shout. Do, as do well. you think he's a victim of? Ultimately, not being as good as last season, and sometimes you know, yeah, e- even if even if that level is still very decent, possibly you know that the perceived decline maybe comes into people's yeah, thinking. Listen, very possibly. I, I, I know, and Fraser says this every year on the show. The players are invited to vote very early. You know, in a number of weeks before the end of the season, just 
you know, so for organisational reasons, if you like, Gordon. So he's maybe fallen victim to that. But listen, John Souter, before his injury, had a decent season for Hearts too. Uh, at Craig Sim says, folks saying Joe Hart over Craig Gordon are delirious. There we go. That's that settled. Oh, one four one nine five one. 1025 Serge is a Rangers fan In Carntine What have you got for us tonight Serge? Uh, yeah, just in reply to your call off Stephen was it? Mm-hmm. Earlier He going on about oh, How Celtic are going to do this With Champions League money And that with Champions League money uh, Does he not realise Rangers are three games away From actually being seeds In the Champions League next year uh, For the Europa League well, you're right. He either doesn't realise or he doesn't think Rangers are going to win it. So it would be one of the two. Serge's right, though, Roger. If, and I accept <clears> that that is a big if at the moment, but if Rangers can win the Europa League, not only do they get into the Champions League, Serge is bang on. They become one of the, the top eight seeds, I think it is, and puts them in a, well, an extraordinary position. Look, look, tomorrow night, I mean, I mentioned Man City Real Madrid tonight. Tomorrow night, the second semi final of the Champions League is Liverpool Villarreal. And Villarreal are in the Champions League because they won the Europa League last season. They got seeded among the top pot of seeds for the draw. It makes your life in the groups a little bit easier. Uh, that got them through to the knockout phase and they just keep winning. So, you know, you're absolutely right. If Rangers were to win the Europa League, they are in with the very elite in pot one. And then even if they don't, Gordon, mm. I think this came up a couple of weeks ago with Celtic... And the progress they've made And the, the The hope That Celtic fans will have That another transfer window With Ange Postacoglu They can get even stronger Or Rangers With their recent record in Europe And how often they seem to pass European tests Surely whichever one Doesn't Win the league Would fancy their chances Of even coming through the qualifiers Let's forget about the Europa League Final for a second And winning mm-hmm. it Why not? Brendan Rodgers Celtic side Came through the qualification process twice Yeah yeah, I think they would, Gordon, because obviously with the money that both are making, Celtic obviously will be winning the league. I know it's not won yet, but I, 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 I'm like Roger, I fancy Celtic go and get the job finished. We were talking off air about the amount of money Rangers are making in Europe, you know. Um, so the transfer window in the summer be interesting. Get more quality in, one or two leaving. They'll come out of that transfer window probably stronger. And as you say, why not? Because... Uh, they're certainly the way Rangers are producing in Europe. They're they're fully confident. They might go all the way. They've got three games possible, but two hard ones coming up Thursday and then the following week. Look, they've got to semi final. They've got as much chance as everybody else in the in the semi. So um, I'll be interested to see here's how far one, they can go. Here's one for you, Serge. What's more likely that Rangers win the Europa League and qualify for the Champions League next season, or they get through the qualifiers at the start of the next campaign? Well, right now in the here and now, it's probably this season. I mean, if you put out Borussia Dortmund, why who we go to fear left in that tournament? Uh, we'll put out Red Star Belgrade, we'll put out Braga. Uh, why should we be fearing anybody? West Ham or the two German outfits? I mean, we'll beat better teams than that. Let's mm. not kid ourselves. The, the proof's in the pudding. We went, the last time we played in Germany in this competition, we, we beat the second best team in the Bundesliga. We were six points better off, by the way, than their opponents. Uh, this week, uh, this week. So why, why, why should we not believe we're going to win it? You agree with that, Roger? Is it more likely Rangers win the Europa League than get through the qualifiers next season? Um, I need to think about that. They've certainly got a chance of Europa League. I, th- I think the competition's wide open. If you were to stay, say at the start of the season, the last four were going to be Rangers, West Ham, Leipzig, and Frankfurt. I think you would take your chances in among that that quartet. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, West Ham and Leipzig and Frankfurt will be saying the exact same thing. But 
you look at the sides the Rangers have been not just this season but you know in the last few seasons they've competed with the Villarreal's and the Portos and the Feyenoord's and this season they've gone and scored four in Dortmund Gordon so Leipzig will be wary of the threat that Rangers pose Rangers will be wary of Christopher Nkunku and Yusuf Poulsen and Emil Forsberg and all these star names over there but Sergio's right I don't think any of the remaining four will fear anyone else in the draw It's fascinating because depending what your your, your criteria is Gordon if you like Serge is quite right once you've beat Borussia Dortmund of course you're going to have confidence that you can beat RB Leipzig or Eintracht Frankfurt for that matter you then see that Eintracht Frankfurt knocked Barcelona out in the previous mm-hmm. round so you think you know does does that obviously would be a feather in their cap West Ham obviously having a pretty good season uh, down south as well should the Rangers fans be believing at this stage? You have to, don't you? To, yes, four teams to go. and I think the players will be believing as well. I, th- I totally agree with Roger. I look at the the four teams that are left in, and everyone will fancy their chances. I don't think there's a, an outstanding favourite amongst these four teams um, on their day. And Rangers have proved that going to Germany and scoring the goals that they scored and beating Dortmund and the teams that they've beaten the the way to the semi final. So they're big bags of confidence. And if you're a Rangers player, of of course you're believing you can go all the way in this tournament Yeah uh, Tavernier and Morelos The two Rangers players who've made it into the team of the year Serge, is that deserved? Has anyone else been hard done by? No but, uh, Well if uh, Lundstrom would have started the form that he's had recently in Europe I think he'd have been a shout as well but, uh, Obviously it's all the course of the season But I mean, Lundstrom wouldn't be far away Well I tell you what If Lundstrom plays the way he's been playing in Europe And t- that cup semi-final now It'd be a good shout to get in it. No, I mean he—he's been to me. He's been one of best performances mm. since Central come through like the the group stages and that. I'm thinking, you know, it's interesting that the two captains both make it, Roger yeah. um, and James Tavernier and Callum McGregor, and how important consistency is because you know you can you can look at pretty much everyone else, um, not everyone else, but a, a lot of them. It's, it's sort of streaky You know You look at Kyogo obviously He's out injured He can't help that Jota Wonderful Maybe a slight dip Back to, to business At the weekend And I, you know maybe, maybe there's something in that Because attacking players sort, sort of do that as well But It's almost like Celtic and Rangers Have chosen wisely to, For the, the player To wear the armband Because those two Just seem to Turn up and perform yeah, and Every can, week You can throw in the Hearts captain Craig Gordon yeah. Into that as well They, they yeah. were probably you know Among the first three Who would make it Into the <clears> PFA <throat> Scotland Team of the season So they, they've performed well They've performed consistently um, They will be rewarded If not individually Certainly collectively mm-hmm. At the end of the season I would have thought Callum McGregor's already lifted His first trophy As Celtic captain With the Premier Sports Cup He is Likely To lift the league trophy As well and James Tavernier will be desperate to get his hands on both the Europa League trophy and the Scottish Cup. Here's one for you. Michael Gallagher sent me a tweet at Rangers bound John Souter. He says, so Michael's a Hearts fan. He says, Souter's not even <coughs> been Hearts' best centre half this season. Kingsley and Halkett have been better. This, see, this is what happens mm. when you allow footballers a vote. Oh, just daft. You know, you should just trust the journalists team and the journalist selection. That's where we're going wrong tonight in this show. You think we'll see a, an improved version when the, the football writers announce their shortlist next week? Without doubt. Yeah, I don't doubt that for a second. Looking forward to that. It's a fair point, though. Halkett's been magnificent. And, Halkett, and yeah. Kingsley as well. Yeah, two of them have been excellent for Hearts, Gordon. But the players vote. Obviously playing against Suter They know how good a player he is He's obviously got his move to Rangers 
I was I, if I was looking at that team, Shooter was my surprise one. I, I didn't I wouldn't have picked him out. How did you do it when you were a player? Did you sort of base it on the guys that gave you the toughest game? The, you know, the guys that impressed directly up against you the most? I, I always went for a goalkeeper at me. I mean, they probably didn't even have TV highlights in your day, so it would no, be difficult. Yes, you did, you did. Um, I used to go for a goalkeeper that made a save for me. Um, <laughs> if it was a good save... And I thought he deserved it. That's what I go for. But yeah, you look at you look at centre halves. For instance, when I played, I'd probably be a centre half or a goalkeeper. I would look at um, obviously try to stop the the, the power and the, the obviously the ability of myself scoring he goals. He manages to just make everything. Out. Yeah, about I, how good I, he was. Can I keep he? going here? I think you're giving him far too much credit. Do you honestly believe? No, I, I know that he has any Scotland. Send him a voting form, and he applies I, any sort of logic to it. And he didn't even just throw it in the bin. Well, I always I always won it. When I played, I won it two in a row. It would have been three, but I just had a, a poor end to the season. I, I went holiday too quick, Rod. Two in a row is not bad, Gordon. Yeah, it's yeah, the same okay. speech. It's not all about you, though. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but it was. Just... You, you, you just asked me, so I'm telling you a question. Well, I was, there was a suggestion the second year Craig Brewster was going to win it, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was a sort of a wind up for me, yeah, Mr. Uh-huh, Brewster. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, we did play uh-huh. a little trick you, on him. You, you told Brewster he'd won <clears> it and he wrote a speech. Yeah, seriously, he turned up with a kilt on, wrote a speech. <laughs> well, you're joking. And as they were, I, I was sitting at this. <laughs> no, no, he he he, plus, he he bought tickets for his friends. Right, he brought his a group of friends, and we had them right up until we went into the the Hilton. So right. He's turned up, he's got a speech And he, he says to me, what do you think? I says, well, give us a look at it Oh yeah, that's great, that's what I'd sort of done last year Make sure you thank everybody And then just as they announced They're going to announce the winner They went, and the winner is And I shout it over, Craigie, you were second And uh, he never spoke to me The rest of the night He, he blanked me the full night And, and, and the postscript to this story is When he got to the stage To lift his award he fished his speech out his pocket and started with the words, Oh, sorry, that's last year's speech. <laughs> and he fished another one out the other pocket. <laughs> he was, oh, Gordon, I've never seen anybody so sick in all my life. And we played them last Is it like the Oscars when they have to put on their best brave face? You know, when it zooms in and they don't win it, they have to do that magnanimous thing. And... He was sick, honestly. The boys were in stitches, tears. But he's, he forgives me now. Uh, that's what you think Anyway Jim is in Rutherglen What do you think Jim What's on your mind On this topic uh, Good evening guys How are you doing I've got a couple of points If that's okay Go for um, it With uh, the team of the season uh, You obviously don't pay much attention To other players Performances apart from your own But Tav 100% I think maybe Lundstrom Could get in there But all your big performances This season have came in Europe Rather than domestically So That's probably mm. I agree with that one The only other thing I was going to well, Let's deal with that first Jim And more than welcome To come back in that, That's possibly a fair point Roger Look, We are As you well know Very tribal And always sort of Sticking up for your team I don't detect That many Rangers fans Banging down the door Of this and saying This is a disgrace Because him, him, him And him have all had Outstanding domestic seasons Yeah well, Listen we said At the top of the show If you're going to argue With anyone in the team You're splitting hairs Um I think, you know, for once, a joke about the player selection, they've probably got it more yeah. or less correct. I don't think you, you, could, you could argue, you know, maybe a Halkett or a Kingsley, maybe a Connor Goldson mm-hmm. instead of Souter. You could argue, you know, a Rangers fan will say, one will yeah. say it should be a Rebo, one will say it should well, be Lundstrom. Well, Jim's saying Lundstrom, again, yeah. is, it, is it that streakiness? Is it the the point it's, in the season at which a, he appeared to turn it on? You made a good point earlier, actually. It has been a strange season because... 
First half of the season Joe Arriba was outstanding At that stage yeah, you might true. have thought yep. Joe Arriba was a contender For footballer of the year Never mind just getting into The team of the year And then second half of the season Suddenly it's Jack and Lundstrom That have emerged As the mainstays Of the, the Rangers midfield There was a spell Not at the start of the season Under Stephen Gerrard But after Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Took charge A lengthy spell Where Alfredo Morelos Was at the top of his game now he's injured and out the team Celtic You know Kyogo was out for a period of time They've had various others In and out the team In and out of form as well So It has been a strange season But I think the players have more or less Managed to capture the season With it, with this 11 I think Lundstrom's Came with a late run Gordon It's just been too so late the season him. runs to July You might make it in uh, Yeah he would have Yeah he's in good form He was inconsistent at the beginning He was in and out the team We had uh, Talk about leaving in January Yeah wasn't there was people on the phone Not having him Didn't want him in the team Wasn't good enough And then all of a sudden He's found that consistency He's playing very very well indeed So I think it was just a bit too late for him What else was on your mind Jim? I know you had another point um, Yeah obviously So whoever gets the most points Obviously deserves to win the league But it was just to ask you guys um, Personally I think this is the biggest season That We've threw it away that I can ever remember. Um, sure, probably to be as harsh as saying a lack of professional, uh, professionalism in a lot of games. And I was just wondering if we and we've got a big chance, but if we didn't qualify for the final and we won the Scottish Cup, would you still consider it a successful season for Rangers? Roger, um, that's a very good question. I mean, because we have been debating for for a few weeks now what is a successful season for the you know for either side is it a double is it a treble what would it be if Rangers win the Scottish Cup having been at a semi-final or maybe even a final in Europe you have to say it's a successful season there'll be a degree of disappointment that the league has slipped away from their grasp because they were in a very good position six or seven points clear in December and they've let that slide but, but if they don't win anything Roger are you saying it's a a bad season if, well, if, I, if either of the old firm Have a season Where they don't win anything It's a bad season Yeah Success doesn't have to be Black and white though You know It's, it's a scale Surely you can be A wee bit successful A big bit successful yeah. You don't have to It doesn't have to be binary Like that You know Where it's switched on or off mm. So um, what, what was What was Jim's scenario again If Rangers Make the final Yeah Rangers so, make the final In Europe and well, win the Scottish be, well, Cup There's yeah. a very simple Barometer there mm. How many Scottish teams make European finals Correct. Yeah, not, great, not many It would be a terrific achievement Of that there's no doubt Especially the teams That they beat along the way Gordon But I'm with Roger I think domestically You've got to win A bit of silverware They've got a great opportunity And it will be a difficult game Against Hearts Who are playing very well And have got some Really good players um, But I think for To be successful season For Rangers I think they've got mm. to get Silverware In the Scottish Cup yeah. I mean they are, they are In the Scottish Cup final Of course <laughs> Are 2003 and 2008 Are they regarded as successful seasons for You know, the, the relevant well, sides? Well, there are different scenarios, Gordon 2008, the Angels won the Scottish Cup and the League Cup And got right. to the UEFA Cup final So, so that's yes, 100% um, 2003 was, was a bizarre season Because Rangers won a treble Domestically So that's a successful season But because Celtic got to Seville and at that stage, it was it was such a novelty, you know. I think it was Celtic's first European final in something like thirty three years, I think, at the time. And there was such drama attached to it: the Battle of Britain with Blackburn, the Battle of Britain with Liverpool, the drama of the Stuttgart's and the Boa Vistas, and the fact it went all the way to extra time in Seville against Porto. I think you had to mark it as a successful season 
for that team of Martin O'Neill's. So that was the first, you know, mm. we said earlier on the show, very seldom do you see both sets of supporters enjoying some bragging rights. But I think in 2003, they probably did. Uh, thank you, Jim. 01419511025. It's a good time to call. You could be up next, and Rangers fans will get you that inside track on RB Leipzig. We'll do that after these. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here. It's 01419511025 to get in touch, or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. As always, when we build up to big European games, we like to try and get the inside track on the opposition, learn a bit more about the team and maybe the stadium, the atmosphere, whatever else. Uh, so I'm pleased to say German football journalist Kevin Hatchard uh, joins us on the show. Thanks for joining us, Kevin. To kick things off, just tell the Rangers fans listening what type of challenge uh, awaits their team on Thursday. They pose a big threat, uh, and they pose a much bigger threat than they posed at the start of the season. Jesse Marsh really struggled as coach, having replaced Julian Nagelsmann. It was a really tough time for him. I think he wanted to take those players to the Red Bull playbook, which is a very basic idea of fast-paced vertical play, uh, pressing without the ball. And Julian Nagelsmann, his predecessor, played in a much more nuanced way, a much more tactically variable way. So I think the players weren't keen on making that journey with Jesse Marsh, and they never really got consistency. But since Domenico Tedesco has replaced him, he has come up with a tactical framework that's allowed them to thrive. And they've been winning games, scoring goals, they're already through to the German Cup final. They're on track to qualify for the Champions League. And they've had this incredible run to the semi-finals of the Europa League. They've beaten Atalanta. They've beaten Real Sociedad. So they're a dangerous team. Now, Kevin, I think I know the answer to this one, but who is the main danger man, the main danger men for Rangers to look out for? Christopher Nkunku is the danger man. 30 goals in all competitions, incredibly quick, incredibly skillful, incredibly aware of what's around him. He's really improved his goal output this season, although I think he's been at the top level for a couple of seasons now, but he has played further forward and he's been able to do some damage. Andre Silva has been revitalised by Domenico Tedesco's arrival. They do have a couple of players missing at the back. Mohamed Simakon and Vili Orban are both suspended, so that's a blow for them. But they've got Conrad Lima, who's a real warrior in that midfield area, covers so much ground. And in general, they do have strength in depth. So I think it's the biggest challenge Rangers have faced so far. I think it's a much bigger challenge than the one they faced against Borussia Dortmund because Dortmund have found it difficult to find consistency, especially in Europe. So I think if Rangers are going to get to the final, they're going to have to do it the hard way. Now, obviously, Rangers got here by beating Borussia Dortmund along the way. Can they take heart from that in, in going into this one against RB Leipzig? I think they can in the sense that against the odds they beat Dortmund and the way they did it was hugely impressive but I think it's worth bearing in mind that you could look at the Bundesliga table and say well hang on Dortmund have got more points than Leipzig the higher in the table than them if we could beat Dortmund surely we can beat Leipzig but I think what you have to bear in mind is that since Tedesco took charge Leipzig have probably been the best team in Germany in 2022, and I'd include Bayern in that. They're a completely different team to the one that played the first half of the season. So I don't think that necessarily stacks up as a comparison. But look, they played ever so well against Dortmund. There's no reason why they can't cause Leipzig some problems. They're not infallible. 
But I do think this is a stiffer test for Rangers than that one against Dortmund was. A lot's been made about the atmosphere at Ibrox. What about the Red Bull Arena? What should the Rangers fans expect on Thursday evening? Is it as intimidating? No, it isn't. I think it's not as intimidating as, as Ibrox or Zignal Iduna Park or, or any of the kind of traditional European venues. You know, it's not going to be a trip to Anfield or anything like that. But it is a committed fan base. It's a fan base that has grown. You have to look at RB Leipzig and, and their overall um, popularity in Germany, and it's pretty low. They are a team that is not well-liked in Germany, largely because of the way they came about. The Red Bull drinks company bought a fifth division license, bought out a club called Markrenstedt, and then funded their rise up the divisions. And German football tends to be quite um, sniffy about newer clubs and certainly new money. And so there's a lot of... German fans that don't particularly want to see Leipzig do well. Now Leipzig, of course, go into this one on the back of a defeat at the weekend. Is that something that should encourage Rangers or what went on at the weekend? I think they can. Union Berlin, who beat them at the weekend, uh, actually played them in the Cup a few days earlier um, in the Cup semi-finals and played pretty well. And I think what they did show is that you can be physical with this Leipzig team. They also showed that you can counter-attack and you can create opportunities in transition. So I think Rangers will look at that and look at what they can do. But in general, Leipzig's home form has been very good, even when Marsh was there. And I think they'll see that as a blip rather than something too worrying. And just finally, Kevin, overall, how would you rate Rangers' chances then of progression? I do give Rangers a chance, absolutely. You'd be silly not to when you look at what they've done throughout their run in this Europa League. I do think Leipzig are the favourites and I think they should be the favourites. But I think if Rangers could go there, maybe get a draw, maybe only lose by the odd goal, give themselves something going back to Ibrox, I think that would be a a real achievement. And I think it's about staying in the tie because this Leipzig team is a team that if it catches fire, can do real damage to you and can score goals in quick succession. So I think... If Rangers went there, a 2-1 defeat, a one-all draw, something along those lines, I think they'll absolutely take that. OK, thank you, Kevin. That was Kevin Hatcher giving us the inside track on RB Leipzig Rangers fans. What did you make of that? Did that give you any encouragement? Did it strike the fear into you? I don't know. How do you feel about the game on Thursday as we start the build-up? 0141951 um, It's going to be a real fascinating one, Roger. Like we said, you know, you can pitch them against Borussia Dortmund if you like, if that, if that you know gives you the optimism, you then realise they are obviously you know a good side and some very good players in there. Yeah, and it's been a funny competition this year, Gordon. Just look at the four quarter finals earlier in the month. You know, Leipzig, who Rangers play on Thursday, they were held at home by Atalanta in the first leg, and they went and won in Italy. West Ham held at home by Lyon, and then went and won three 0 in France. Eintracht Frankfurt. Held at home by Barcelona And then go and score three in the new Camp And you know You couldn't predict any of those Second leg scores So It's very very difficult to predict Rangers away First leg West Ham and near semi-final At home to Frankfurt You just never know how these games are going to go But I think If Rangers were to get You know they scored four in Dortmund Highly unlikely they'll score four in Leipzig But I think If they can go I think if you offered Giovanni Van Bronckhorst a draw now He would happily take it and bring them back to Ibrox because 
for a continental visitor Ibrox can be a hostile environment Braga didn't deal with it at all in the quarterfinal Rangers fans what do you think just listening to Kevin what do you make of your chances on Thursday evening what are you looking out for pick up the phone and let us know we'll speak to you after we play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Come on then, beat the pundit time It was a victory for Halliday last night Can you do better? 0141-951-1025 The lines close at 7 so be quick And your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are in the building They're both waiting for you to get in touch So pick up the phone and let them know what's on your mind 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB We've given you the inside track on RB Leipzig So Rangers fans How do you feel about that challenge that lies ahead? Celtic fans Six of your players in the team of the year As voted for by the members of PFA Scotland Do you go along with that? Is there anyone out there that's been unfortunate uh, to miss out? Is there anyone who's been fortunate to get included? Let us know and I'm sure there is plenty more to discuss between now and 8 o'clock. We'll do this first though. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Yes, Beat the Pundit time. I don't think your form's great, is it? No, I'm back in form. Oh, did you win on Thursday? Did you? Yeah. Remember uh, Big Martin? Me and Big Martin. Oh, you were a disgrace that yeah, night, actually. Yeah, your conduct, you I, and I was very Bartley proud of myself. Horrific. That's why you've been split up again this week. He's on tomorrow, not with you. Never again. <laughs> Two school children, Roger Hanna. He's had quite a spectacular week, has yeah. Mr. Bartley. <laughs> yeah, he has indeed. I'm on on the Dazzler on Thursday, taking charge of a victorious team on Saturday, then appearing in live TV with no socks on. You're the second pundit this week to mention that. It's almost like, that means that you and Hugh Evans have no, the same no, fashion no, sense. No, no, no. I only, I'm only saying that because I heard Hugh talking about it last mm, night. Right. A man's a socks maniac. Where was he? Where, where? Forget it, we'll explain it to you later He appeared on sports scene and oh. wasn't wearing any socks And this caused Hugh great stress A man of his age just blew his mind Fashion to, Yeah, to, to young men like you it's not that surprising no, no, is no, it? No, Hugh, no. Hugh wouldn't go up on national television without a tie and a matching Top handkerchief mm-hmm. Ryan is an Airdrie, how's it going Ryan? How you doing Paul, alright? Are you hey, feeling Ryan. confident tonight Ryan? Yeah, I am an action Oh, I like that Even he thought about it He took his time yeah. Didn't dive in Okay let's see who you're up against Heads It will be Roger Hanna Minus one And tails it will be Gordon DL What is the point in me doing this Every Tuesday I was confident It was going to be a head as in well general, Look well Take a look May I go It really is, it is tails The camera's there Couldn't possibly Wouldn't even if I could I wouldn't cheat But there no, we are no, fine. Uh, I'm going to give Gordon DL Some Clyde 2 to listen to there we go, I can hear that from here So he's he's disappeared for the moment, Ryan We'll stick 30 seconds on this clock Just fire through them, answer as many as you can And you're welcome to pass if you don't know, okay? Thank you Let's go, 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Name any Rangers player who's played more than 50 games this season Pavel Name either Scotsman to score in Serie A at the weekend Hickey Name the only Premiership club that Dundee have beaten twice this season Shaman. Who's got more Scotland caps, Stephen Pearson or Craig Conway? Pearson. Which club team does Shea Adams play for? Southampton. Name the only Scottish Premiership player to be red carded twice this season. Uh, Morelos. Okay, let's bring back Gordon DL. Are you ready? Yeah, go. I'll be honest with you, right? Uh-huh. 
in a change from the usual standard under producer Chris, these are easy tonight. Oh no. So the onus is going to be on you to get a lot of them. Go. Don't make any mistakes, okay? Go. That's the, my best advice I can give you. You going yeah. along with that, Roger Hanna? Um, yeah. Right, go. Yeah. 30 seconds? Yeah. Starts now. Name any Rangers player who's played more than 50 games this season. Tavernier. Name either Scotsman to score in Serie A at the weekend. Hickey. Name the only Premiership club Dundee have beaten twice this season. Uh, Ross Gooden. Who's got more Scotland caps, Stephen Pearson or Craig Conway? Uh, Stephen Pearson. Which club team does Shea Adams play for? Southampton. Name the only Scottish Premiership player to be shown a red card twice this season. Van Veen. What's the verdict, Ryan? It's close It is close I think you're right I think everyone knows That's close Because you answered The same For lots of them mm-hmm. Name any Rangers player Who's played in Over 50 games this season You had the choice of Aribo mm-hmm. Goldson Tavernier Or Tavernier uh, Goldson's played the most By the way But Tavernier and Aribo Have sneaked in on 51 So you both got that You both went for Aaron Hickey You could also have gone for Liam Henderson Liam Henderson But it's two all After two questions <sighs> I'm not happy here Name the only Premiership club Dundee have beaten Twice this season I've always got I've got this theory It's a Motherwell It's an internal Pessimistic thing That if you need a result Motherwell will always Sort you out They've Dundee have beaten Motherwell twice this season Oh Did did, uh, Whoever is on the phone What's his name Ryan Get that No he did not Uh, Stephen Pearson Has got 10 Scotland caps Craig Conway's got 7 So you're both right even the 50-50s are going your way uh, Shea Adams plays for Southampton Again, quite an easy one I thought So you both got that So we're level Which means it all comes down to this last question um, Name the only Scottish Premiership player To be shown a red card twice this season You went for Van Veen Yeah, it was And Ryan went for Morelos No Roger? Is it I.O. Obelay? It's Ryan Porteous Is it? There we go No, I wouldn't have got um, that Um is it a tiebreaker? It's a tiebreaker Oh no I've never won a tiebreaker It's your worst nightmare I'll just uh, write so down a number now You'll what? I'll just write down a number Just, just write down I just I thought you said something entirely different there um, Okay Moving swiftly on uh, I'll read the question Ryan I'll get Gordon to write his answer down And I'll then invite you to give me your guess Okay Okay cheers brother How many of the current 42 SPFL managers Are not Scottish? How many of the current 42 SPFL managers So Premiership, Championship, League 1 and League 2 How many of them are not Scottish? Ryan uh, I'm going to say Hurry up 11 Ryan's gone 11 What have you gone Gordon Deal? 8 It's close isn't it? Oh. The answer One of you's got it on the nose Oh. Can you believe that? Out of the 42, one of you has got it. Oh, right certainly on not the be me because I'm the worst in the business. Well done, Ryan. It is eight. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I tell you that, Ryan. Ryan, I am astonished. He is, he is the worst tiebreaker <laughs> player in the world and he's somehow got it bang on. Listen, better to be lucky than good, Ryan. Hard lines. Unlucky, uh, Ryan. I cannot believe you got that. My lucky number, wasn't it? I just went eight. That makes me think you saw my sheet of paper in the office. That's uh, how little uh, faith I've got in you, to be honest. I, right, how can I see your sheet of paper when I'm sitting 40 yards away in the couch? That's true. The worst thing they did... Well, I wouldn't say it's 40 yards, by the way. Right, it's well, it's... Eight, eight yards. But um, the worst thing they did, Roger Hanna, was put those couches in the office. Because yeah. he used to sit at the desks and, and keep me company. And now he just 
I was playing my disappears. Last week he had his shoes off, <laughs> feet up on the, the side of the couch with no shoes on. He was playing on his own the air city air town version of Monopoly, yeah. and I'm convinced it was just to see if he was in it. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't. <laughs> but I'll tell you, as what. in the actual board game or like an app on the no, phone? No, the no, no, game. the actual board what? game. Yeah, it's in there. It's under the table. I Did you it. bring it in? No, no, no. no it's always no. it's been there for ages. It's bizarre because I mean you know he's hopeless at it because he's always giving away houses to wives. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, there is an air no, version of Monopoly. Air, yeah. There is an air version of Monopoly yeah. in that yeah. office. Yeah. And you sat and played it yourself before. Yeah. That, that was your preparation. Yeah, yeah. You're a st- Unique individual I'll give you that Right thank you anyway To Ryan You oh. can play Beat the Pundit Tomorrow night You'll have Marvin Bartley Or Simon Donnelly To choose from So 01419511025 Let's talk football Rangers fans We've just Heard from Kevin He was the German football journalist Giving us the inside track What did you make of what uh, You have in store On Thursday What about this team of the year You can keep those Debates coming in Anything else What about Roy Keane By the way Let's try and talk Roy Keane before we reach 8 o'clock Whether it is just rumour Whether it comes to anything I'm all aboard the drama of it So get your thoughts in uh, On that topic as well 01419511025 uh, David's a Rangers fan From Cumbernauld What have you got for the panel tonight David? Evening everybody Hello. Hi David uh, I've just seen uh, the team of the year coming out And I think it's a wee bit of a only Leaving it Calvin Bassey, I think he's had an absolutely barnstormer of a season. He's took out a recognised international player in our, our team. And he's been absolutely fantastic. And he's only 21 years old. I don't know how he didn't get into that team of the year. So, instead of Juranovic or John Suter, because he obviously plays a couple of positions, doesn't he, Bassey? We, we, not, not that it matters too much when you're picking your team of the year, but who, who do you think is... Lucky to get in ahead of him. I think uh, Juranovic because I think uh, Bassi is more comfortable playing that position. But he showed himself that he's able to step into the centre back role when it's called for, and that just shows what a great player he is as well. He could have just buckled under the pressure when he was in the European games and in the domestic games, but he didn't. He's actually grown more and more every game. Some of the assists that he's provided this this year, especially in Europe and the movement that he has, has been absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, look, lots of Rangers fans will enjoy Calvin Bassey's contribution. Grown is a, is a very good word, David used. Has he had a better season than Juranovic? Uh, no, not for me. I said at the top of the show, though, Gordon, this is what's great about player of the year, manager of the year, young player of the year, team of the year. It sparks all this debate. I noticed Rangers' own club awards at the weekend um, was Morelos, player of the year, James Tavern, the year, players, player of the year. Um, I think John Lundstrom got goal of the year for that one in Dortmund. Ryan Jack got the John Gregg award. Had there been an award for Rangers' most improved player this season, I think Calvin Bassey would probably have landed it. Because he's come in um, Slightly under Steven Gerrard But mainly under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst He's shown his versatility at centre half And left back He's shown his energy levels Just look at that run outside Ryan Ken For a winning goal in the cup semi-final He has improved Beyond recognition To the extent now that He is a first pick for, for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst But For the whole season For me, Juranovic shades it I'm like Roger um, I, I, There's a case there for Bassey I think he's got better as, as Roger quite rightly said As the seasons went on Gordon 
He showed that he can play that left centre back and at the position I like him's left back because I think that was a typical run that he made in the semi final, you know, and I just think he's brilliant at that. Um, so as much as uh, da- is it David that's on the phone, um, you know, he makes a good case for Barsi. I just feel Juranovic throughout the season has been a class act for me. Um, yeah, I mean, David, is he. At least then, you know, he's not made it team of the year fine That's just a sort of fun debate You think he can become a, a main part of the Rangers team going forward? Is that how high your hopes are for him? Uh, he's one of the players I've got as an absolute must-keep with, uh, with the rebuild that's coming uh, I think that uh, he's only going to get better He's only 21 years old, if I, as I already said he's, he's just grown and grown, he seems to add more and more his game every time I see him. Um, he's just one of the players you can see that he's just going to get better. I think that would be the hope, obviously, uh, Roger Hanna. Yeah, and he, because, look, the whole point of this season is it's he was never going to come in and, and be flawless because there, there have been there have been moments. I think you know Ross County away when the Rangers back unit as a whole didn't cover themselves in glory. Um, but overall he'll be pleased with his contribution I think he'll he? be pleased with his season I think it'll raise his confidence for next season And as the years go on He's going to become a more influential figure in that side We discussed at the weekend You know, Alan McGregor at 40 Probably won't be around next season Stephen Davis at 37 Might not be around Scott Arfield at 33 Hasn't got a new deal yet Connor Goldson, the vice-captain Hasn't got a new deal yet Rangers could lose A lot of experience A lot of veteran players out the door this summer And then it becomes... Important that the younger players Shoulder a bit more experience Shoulder a bit more responsibility And Calvin Bassey Even though as David says You know 21, 22 next season He is going to be one of those players That Giovanni Van Bronckers will look to To shoulder a bit more responsibility What he's achieved this season Roger is He's a number one pick now You know whether it's at left centre back Or left back Um, And I think that's obviously what his goal was um, I, I think he's got a lot in his locker I think he'll get better The more games you see him um, He's certainly a player with a great ability But uh, I just feel that On the team looking at it Him or Juranovic I just think Juranovic the, the, is a class The side that won the league for Rangers a year ago He was very much the deputy to Borna Barisic Now a year on He's very much the first pick mm. To the extent that I don't think it would surprise any of us If Borna Barisic at 29 Was mm-hmm. sold during this summer Yeah Because to be fair, I I admire David's you know sort of building the case for Calvin Bassey. And he says you know he, he outed an international left back, which is undeniably true. That's a fact, but we shouldn't overlook the fact that was also partly due to Borna Barisic's decline as well. You know, it's not like Borna Barisic was the top of his game, and then Calvin Bassey came in and was even better. And that's not to take anything away from him. Just trying to and sort of remind ourselves no, of the way right. it went. Wait, what he had to do, Gordon, was he had to be patient. He had to wait for his opportunity. And he certainly grabbed it with both hands when it came along because, as I said earlier there, he's a number one pick in that starting 11. He's He's got to be playing whether it's left centre-back or left back. And now it's up to, like, say, Barisic and, and Balogun to oust him out the team, which is very difficult because the lad's in terrific form now. Uh, he's a very good player. He will get better. He's a young player still learning the game as well. So he's got a lot to look forward to. Uh, David, early thoughts ahead of Thursday. What are you thinking? Uh, I think we'll probably try and play conservative. We've not got um, any big strikers roost out the now, so we're probably relying on uh, Sakala and Wright uh, to do the, the business. 
Um, but I think we've done really well in Europe so far. Can't get them back to Rangers at uh, Ibrox, and we'll see what happens. Did anything you saw over the weekend from Rangers influence your thoughts ahead of Thursday, Roger? Um, yeah, well, I don't think Sakala or right, as David said, I don't think they did their chances any harm with their performances at Fur Park. I think, as we said in the show on Saturday, I think probably 10 of the players pick themselves. It'll be McGregor and goal. It'll be Tavernier, Goldson, eh, Bassey and Barisic. It'll be Jack and Lundstrom. In some order, it will be Kent, Aribo, Arfield, and then probably one other, you would think. So, is it Sakala on the right? Is it right on the right? Do Aribo or Arfield take that false nine position? How, how does he see it? Um, but I think ten, 10 probably pick themselves, and then it's the last position that... And listen, you could end up with a front three of Kent, Aribo and Arfield, and that allows a Stephen Davis to tuck into the side, maybe. I tend to think it will be Jack and Lundstrom, Kent, Aribo, Arfield... And Sakala up top Look, Looking at uh, Saturday And um, when they were down to 10 men Arfield seemed to play that That false nine As we're now calling it Roger Yeah it will be interesting to see If he goes with Sakala for the pace But I thought Wright was excellent At first part And into that he got his goal as well Which have given him so much confidence But I'm with Roger I think the, the 10 of them picked themselves It's just what he's going to do with the other one Will it be Sakala? Will it be Wright? It's it's a it's a good choice to have. So I was thinking, were you the original false eight? I was a false. Because you wore number a, eight, but you certainly didn't behave like a number eight. Um, yeah, I just wore number eight for for luck, Gordon. It was my lucky number. Fal- false eight, then. False eight. I think we'll call. It, you are the only player ever to be referred to as that. Uh, I was There were a lot of things False about my career, but I just <laughs> I get the head down, just got on with it. I mean, Fraser Bishop was a false twelve. Well, Wilson was a false 12 That's the number he wore Of course See, just when we were on the subject of Thursday night You should have seen his face earlier When the news broke, Roger Hanna The big breaking news (laughs) ahead of Thursday night Uh We're staying on till 11 o'clock No You should have seen him, honestly I had to pick him up <laughs> off the floor oh. No extra fee involved either By the yeah, way yeah. Oh, No 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 I've already, just, out, just out of the goodness I, of your heart I've already negotiated that With uh, No no We'll throw a pie at half time mm. And if you're If you're looking Not that you'll be looking For something to discuss When such a big game's on And the, the phone lines Will be red hot But If Roy Keane Comes back to Scottish football Will Mark Wilson Have the courage To tell him about the watch From the testimonial yeah, I forgot about that. It's a yeah. great question. Let's give ourselves a couple of minutes to think that through. Super Scoreboard European football coverage with Moyer and Sweeney litigation. Whether it's criminal defence, family law, public inquiries, and more, they are here for you. Fancy winning a Samsung 4K TV and Amazon Echo show? Why wouldn't you? Silly question. Well, thanks to Moira and Sweeney Litigation, who are our sponsors of European football coverage this season, you can do just that. They are a multi-award winning law firm, high quality, discreet legal service on a wide range of matters, criminal defence, family law, road traffic, public inquiries, personal injury... And loads more If you want to find out more Just head over to Clyde1.com You can find it out there And also enter For that chance To win the 58 inch Samsung TV And Amazon Echo Show It is all thanks To Moyer and Sweeney Litigation Who are Clyde 1 Super Scoreboards Sponsors of European Football Coverage We will get a full time teaser For the guys And more of your calls next Taking your calls On Scottish Football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here It's 01419511025 Or you can send your best wishes To those two on Twitter At Clyde SSB At this time of the evening What we generally do Is one of you lot Sends us a nice email With a bit of trivia And we try and trick the pundits Between now and the end of the show Jerry in Erskine Has done just that tonight So thank you to Jerry He says Since 2018-19 12 players Have played for Rangers Who represent a country Out with Europe Now what I'm going to do just to make it a more manageable number So rather than tricking you with the whole football nationality thing It doesn't include Scott Arfield, right? So that takes us down to a more manageable number So you're still at 12 He was the 13th Which is just too many Where'd they got that? I know, too easy, that's why I took it out So okay. since 1819 There have been 12 internationals For countries out with Britain, Europe mm-hmm. Who've played for Rangers Morelos. Some really easy ones on yeah. there Yes Joe uh, Aribo Yes um, the aforementioned Calvin Bassey Calvin Bassey Roof. Nigeria And Kamal Roof Yeah Which country? Jamaica oh, Well done He's getting smarter on these ones Okay we'll leave it there uh, Since 1819 12 players played for Rangers Who represent countries out with Britain and Europe We've knocked Scott Arfield off the list Morelos, Roof, Bassey And Aribo so Sands well done I thought you'd forget about him uh, You can get in touch If you want to submit a question Like Jerry did We'd love to have it Full time At Clyde1.com uh, Nathan Is a Rangers fan In Motherwell A lovely part of the world What's your point tonight Nathan? See you honest When I looked at that PFA Team of the year And yes. I thought Jota's on there There's Kent Like Jota right No doubt about it He's a decent player But what, Come on Ryan Kent He does it on a regular basis You look at his stats 16 assists I think This season I've seen And he's, he's still nowhere to be seen But I mean Jota's mediocre I think Personally Kyogo's mm. on there Which I do agree He's got many a goals Morelos is on there See to be honest Morelos I don't think Should be on there And I'm a Rangers fan right Yeah the second half of the season Since Gio came in Fantastic Start of the season Horrific That Half a season Doesn't merit Team of the year either mm. So I think it's kind of messed up the list. I think the problem though Nathan Because look Stats aren't everything But If you're referencing stats Then it's Jota's stats That are better than Ryan Kent's Aren't they? I mean if you look in the league I think Jota's And luckily they've played Very similar amounts of games I think The fact that they've won in it I think Jota's played once more So it's a good comparison In the league Jota's scored 8 league goals And has 9 assists Ryan Kent has scored 2 league goals And has 7 assists so as I said, stats aren't everything But if it, if it is to do with stats Then Jota has outperformed Kent this season, has he not? Kent was out injured for about two or three months At the start of the season as well. no, I, I know, but I just said you know, Kent's played 24 league games And Jota's played 25 And I'm, I'm, I'm also looking at it on a, a basis In Europe as well mm. Ryan Kent, he's playing the semi-finals Where's Jota? Jota couldn't even make it past the, the preliminary round of the Conference League. Yeah, I mean that would be that would be more of a team thing, though, wouldn't it, Gordon, than a yeah, than I, an individual. I I think where uh, Kent's sort of uh, let himself down this season, Gordon's return of goals, i.e., why he's not named in the team, and I think that's a big difference. I think his performances in Europe uh, have been very good. Um, yes, he's he's got a good assist uh, record, but. I think if he'd have chipped in with more goals um, Rather than the two 
I think he could have been a candidate, but I don't think, obviously, he's outperforming Jota. I think Jota's had an excellent season, scoring goals as well. Uh, terrific player, so uh, you can't have everyone in it, and it's only Nathan's opinion is Ryan Kent, but I, I think Jota's had a better season. Look, this is the beauty of football, Roger. It doesn't have to be about stats. It can be just based on your eyes, and if Rangers fans or anyone else out there wants to come and argue that Ryan Kent is better than Jota, good, that that, yeah, that is what we're here for, but... If Nathan wants to make it about stats That's a more difficult argument for, for Ryan uh, Kent this year I don't for a moment want to do down Any of Fraser Wishart's beloved members of PFA Scotland I would be very surprised If they sat down and analysed all the stats mm. For each of the contenders Before they picked this team They will be doing it Based on what they see with their eyes And what they've faced when they've taken on but Jota yeah, and Kyogo they, they, they'll generally won't they they'll say oh, you know he scored a fair amount of goals whether yeah. they've counted them or not I, I, fine but I, they'll, they'll, they'll know who's I, found the back I, of the I net. don't think there are any huge controversies in this selection at all um, if you go Jota Morelos and Kyogo as your front three that's a more than decent front three is that not what a lot of Rangers fans do feel about Ryan Kent though Nathan you know wonderful ability on his day but, but probably could do with adding a few more goals is that not fair Without a doubt, he could, he could obviously um, increase his, his goal tally. But at the end of the day, when you see Ryan Kent in the pitch, he's mo- I think he takes on players, players more than Jota. Look, Jota has been good this season, without a doubt. But at the same time, I look at Kent, he drives at players, he makes players think more, t- and then they make more mistakes. And can I just revert to the Morelos point? Right? Mm-hmm. Personally, right, I don't think Morelos should be in that team. I think... Uh, what, I think it's reading Charles Cook He should be in that team Well he's in it as well Don't worry He, he is in it as well Yeah yeah So yeah. You're, you're, you're in good company um, And by the way A, a word on him Roger Because that is always going to get overshadowed To be in a Ross County team That lost what Was it lost, No wins in the first 10 Yeah He's the top scorer In the Premiership And he's made it into Team of the season And Maybe try and put this kindly Didn't look like that was a possibility last season for him Let, Let's put it that way No A lot of things have turned round um, I actually heard a Quite a self-deprecating remark from um, Stuart Kettlewell The former Ross County manager uh, Recently when he said If he'd played like that last season I might still be in the job <laughs> um, But listen Times change The squad changes The manager changes And I think What's happened at Ross County This season Has suited Regan Charles Cook um, the players he's playing with The position he's playing in The manager he's working under All seem to have brought the best out of him He's the top goal scorer In the Premiership When We've got a season of Morelos and Roof And Kyogo And Giacomakis And Jota And all of these players He's scored more Than any of them And He's going to get himself a very nice move in the summer, I would imagine. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I think he's doing everything uh, right, Gordon. Banging in the goals. It is difficult. It's uh, it's not like you're you're playing with a Celtic Rangers, you're getting chances every single week. Sometimes two, three, four chances could come along for you, but you've got to go and sometimes make it happen for yourself when you're fighting for Ross County. And the season, uh, listen, they're in the top six because of... The amount of goals he scored And what he's brought to the table And I agree with Roger I think that other teams Will be looking at this boy Okay thank you Nathan 01419511025 If for some reason You want to speak to Roger Hanna Or Gordon Dale I'm delighted to say We're joined by a title winning manager uh, On the phones You'll remember a couple of weeks ago When League 2 was wrapped up We had Kevin Thompson on the phone And League 1 was wrapped up At the weekend as well Victorious manager Paul Hartley uh, joins us now Paul thanks for joining us Congratulations of course After the weekend Now that the 
the dust has started to settle How do you look back on it all? Remarkable It's been a remarkable journey that, that Cove Rangers have been on uh, 2019 they're, they're trying to fight to get into the, the league um, They win the playoff against Berwick Rangers So remarkable journey the last three years From Highland League now to the Championship So and long may the, the, the journey continue You've won a lot of course Paul in your career and, and it always comes up doesn't it You know sort of Playing success Versus management success yeah. How special does this one feel to you? Listen I think the next one's always the best But I just think that The journey that, that We've been on the last three years It makes it even sweeter um, Just a fantastic season We're 25 games unbeaten And um, Players have been absolutely fantastic So I think you always enjoy the the next medal you win or the next trophy because listen, you never know what's around the corner we know how football can change so quickly and managers can come and go so I think just enjoy this moment in time and you know, look ahead to next season I mean you mentioned the journey that you've been on and obviously you know an ambitious club that, that wanted to win the division but you, it was you know on paper Paul Queen's Park in there very ambitious yeah. Falkirk in there as well does that make the the achievement even more special for you that you had to beat some some pretty big sides to do it. Yeah, listen, there's three of the teams are full time in our league. If you count Airdrie, who have run it really close, they've been excellent also. Um, great title race. Um, credit to Ian Murray and the job that he's did. But you look at Queen's Park, really ambitious. You look at Falkirk, big club, big support. Um, but listen, we managed to be so consistent this year. And what we did this year, we brought the experienced lads in. Um, Vigors, Mark Reynolds, Shea Logan and then you've got two goal scorers and Meganson and McAllister who scored 40 goals between them and chipped in with five, he scored a dozen so we've got some good players Paul, it's Roger Hanna, many congratulations Thanks Roger I noticed your chairman didn't even give you 24 hours before he used the P word yeah, Premiership, he he's not putting much pressure on you is he? Yeah, he must have had a few wines I think he was, <laughs> uh, I think he was kidding us on No, listen I think you've got a dream But listen, that's a long way away The championship is so hard And we're going to be part-time next year isn't it? So if we can survive Then it'll be great But listen, we'll go and attack it as much as we can um, And we'll see what it takes us But listen, we've got to enjoy this moment Or the next week or so And then just look to how can we improve the squad What do we need um, Do we need a bit more quality uh, Do we need a little bit more younger players So um, but it's a fantastic It's a fantastic achievement What were the celebrations Like up the road At the weekend You're not one of those Managers that goes wild And is Bollinger Rosie With breakfast on a Sunday Are you? Oh aye <laughs> You've got to You've got to. Listen I've lost my job twice So I was I was certainly Going to enjoy this And yeah, as Gordon He's lost his job And been in management And Sometimes you, you Don't think you're ever Going to get back in You lose it once You lose it twice And I was given an opportunity, but listen, the celebrations were fantastic uh, for two or three days, and I think you've, you've got to you've got to enjoy the moment. Absolutely, um, Paul. Just thinking about you know mentioning being part time in the the championship. Is everyone now cursing Dick Campbell because maybe the expectations of what part time teams can do in the championship has been altered slightly this season? Yeah, listen. Look at you look at the success that our brothers have had, and they're, they're not finished yet. You know, they can still get to the Premier League. Um, but what, what they've got, they've had such a, a consistent squad over the last few years, and they've got good players, and they work hard. And I think if you have that combination, then anything's achievable and anything's possible. Um, but for us, we, we do want to try and have that full-time hybrid model, 
um, at some stage. It's something that we're, we're definitely working on. Um, maybe a group of younger players that they can work with every day. It's maybe quite an experienced team, so these lads are not, there's no way they're going to give up their job. They've got good jobs, and they're, some of them are, are just touching 30 or over 30, so it wouldn't make sense for them to go full-time. It just wouldn't, but down the line, it's that's what we want to try and achieve, is to get that, that full-time model. Maybe a bit of a wider point here, Paul. I mentioned, you know, we had Kevin Thompson on a couple of weeks ago when they won it at Kelty in Cove, and is is there something to be said here about you know the, the pyramid sort of opening up and the ambitious clubs that really want to come in and, and try and climb the divisions as you're both doing? I think so. I think you only have to look at us. You look at Kelty. Um, there's maybe an opportunity uh, for Bonnie Rig. There's a lot of a lot of teams in the Lowland League, the Highland League, that are really ambitious, and you've got to give them the opportunity. They want to try and get into the league, and then when they get in, I think you can't stand still. Um, I only look at breaking what happened today, and they were in the championship at one stage, and now they're in the Highland League. So if you stand still, you'll you'll no move forward. So the plan for us is to keep progressing, keep getting better, um, keep moving on. And you know, as I said, uh, for us being in the championship, yeah, we're happy, we're, we're in it, but we can't just think we're going to be okay. We've got to try and improve the, the whole whole structure of the club. And we, we all know, Paul, how thorough you are. You've got people yeah. all around to help you out in every single department. Yeah. You, there's a story doing the rounds down here that before you played at Broadwood, you found yeah. out that our own David Freel lived round the corner and you phoned yeah. about seven o'clock on a Saturday morning, asked yeah. him to look out his bedroom window to see if there yeah. was frost in his car <laughs> to see what the pitch at Broadwood would be like for you. That is thorough. Yeah, I did. I did, Roger. <laughs> also, I know David and um, I knew he stayed in Cumbernauld. I knew there was problems with the weather. Um <laughs> So I just give him a quick text early in the morning just to check if the conditions in the pitch was okay. I didn't See, that, know he was that, a part-time weatherman. That, I must admit. That, that's where Daz got it wrong. You know, Daz wasn't that thorough when he was here. He was getting in at seven o'clock I, in the morning. I, I was just going to say, there's a real problem in the the schedule, the lifestyle that you lived. I think I don't I don't think seven a.m. texts to check in the weather worked for you. No. Is that where it went wrong? Yeah, to- totally. Paul's a different animal from me, professional. Um, so yeah, I, I was Roger was right. I was just getting in at seven in the morning. And we're we're arguing exciting life. T- tonight's argument, Paul's been about the PFA Premiership Team of the Year. Three of your lads, you mentioned a couple of them there, Meganson and McAllister, along with Harry Milne, are on the short list for PFA League One Player of the Year. The fact that you've got three of them, does that see everything about the quality in your squad yeah. this season? And we've got seven in the Team of the Year, Roger. So it just shows you how how well the team have done. And, Listen, it's all about the players, and that's why the you know if you're successful, you've got to have good players, and we certainly have a good group of players, a real good spirit, a good culture at the club. But it really starts with the chairman, Keith Moorhouse, who's been absolutely outstanding. He's a, he's a fantastic chairman to work under, and you know that that doesn't happen too much these days. You've seen like some managers now, oh my, he's touching Sean Maloney last four months. You know, I've been three years ago. That's now a long time in football. You you played for Aberdeen in the city, you know Cove coming through the league. How are the people of the city? Are, are the crowds going up? Are, you, are they beginning to to really buy into the Cove Rangers story? Yeah, they are, Roger. I can honestly say that since we've come in, and I think we're touching near two thousand on Saturday. And if we get to the obviously we've got to the championship, then hopefully we'll bigger away support. But we want to try and encourage more kids, um, girls, and boys to the game. And I've definitely saw that over the. The last six or seven months, uh, you know, our cows are definitely going up. 
As a man of a few clubs in the, the Premiership um, Paul, I suppose mixed fortunes You look at Celtic flying high As are Hearts Same obviously can't be said for Aberdeen What, what have you made of the, the top flight And the, the times that you've managed to take a look at it this season? Um, I, I, you've got to look I think that obviously Rangers, Hearts and Celtic Have been obviously the, the top t- top three teams But you look at the I think you look at the points difference Between some of the clubs It's, it's been it's been, it's been massive and then you've got maybe seven or eight clubs that are sort of close together. And you look at it, the last game before the split, you know, three or four clubs could have got into the, the top six. And you look at some of the clubs that don't get into the top six, Aberdeen and Hibs can't get into the top six. It's unbelievable. But I'll, I'll, I'll look at Ross County. They were bottom of the league at, some, at one stage. Mm-hmm. I think Malky's done an absolutely terrific job there. Yep, it's going to be quite the interesting end to the season. Thank you, Paul. Congratulations again. Thanks, mate. Well Good done, mate. Well done, Paul Hartley, uh, league-winning Cove Rangers manager. Uh, always looked likely, but of course they were pushed along the way by Erdre and others. So well done to Paul and everyone at Cove Rangers once again. Right, quickly before we move on, you two on this teaser. Uh, what did we say? Twelve players mm-hmm. since eighteen nineteen played for Rangers and represented a country outside of Europe. We said we were taking off Scott Arfield for you. You've got Morelos, Ruth Bassi, Aribo, Balogun. Which country? Nigeria. Yep. Hey, Matt Poulter Oh This is where I like that time In the, the quiz When Roger Hanna Just goes in On one of the, the yeah, Difficult ones I would not have gone Matt Poulter I think it's one USA cap as well wow. I could be wrong But that anyway That doesn't matter Go Roger You've got another one Up your sleeve Bongani Zungu Bongani Wow Do you even remember him Gordon Yes Dale? I do Didn't end too well For him here Well done We'll get the rest And more calls next Number one For football In Glasgow And the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are on the home straight They are nearly done on this teaser uh, And we've got time for a few more calls as well Let me just quickly remind you of the question Since eighteen nineteen season 12 players have played for Rangers And represented a country out with Europe We did say we were taking off the freebie in Scott Arfield He'd have been the 13th So you've got Morelos Roof, Balogun Bassi Aribo And Polster Roger Hanna started to gun on the tough ones Matt Polster I'm not sure I'd have got Sadiq, that one is he there? Myself He's not Told you Roger I wonder about the two Mexicans At Casina signed Eduardo Herrera And Carlos Peña No La Sana Koulibaly Yes oh, Well Roger. done Hold on though I mean Now that you're saying Sadiq I wonder if we need to be Sure's inquiry on that one Certainly camped for Nigeria Because he was in yeah. the squad With the The other three For the African Cup of Nations There in January mm-hmm. Anyway Carry on Any more? E- not at the minute One, two Oh you've only got three to get That's fine So we'll get them before the end I am sure I'd love to know The, the backstory here Right A call just popped up On the screen here It said Michael St Mirren fan From Barcelona And I thought This is magnificent We can't ever have had this before But I've just turned back And it's been changed to Largs is that That's quite new Is that, is that the, the Scottish equivalent Michael Were you in Barcelona The last time you called in Or something Yeah yeah That was it I tried to call in uh, It was after a Scotland game When I was in Barcelona <laughs> But yeah I'm, I'm back calling last night. Listen at this time of year Largs is similar isn't it Yeah it's just kind of yeah, 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 yeah. If the sun hits a certain way Anyway what's your point Tonight Michael Yeah I want to talk about Simone Because I think like I'm, I, I, I can't really I'm really worried And I can't see Us winning another game This season um, the way it's going at the moment, I think uh, I think we need to pull the trigger now with, with Stephen Robinson. Um, <laughs> it's a bit, I know it's a bit, it's a bit early, but I'm not. I, I'm, I don't like the idea of getting rid of a manager so early. But he's come in, 
he's isolated himself. He's isolated a lot of the players. Um, he told them they're not going to be here next season. They also made a call a few weeks ago about the fact that he said that we were already he thought we were already in a relegation battle when he came in, and I think we're like a point or fourth when he came in or something. So I think like he just got it all wrong essentially so far since coming in. And if we don't make the decision now by to get rid of him and just roll dice, try to make something happen, I just can't see any way how we're going to stay up. Um, I'm I'm dreading this game at the weekend against St Johnson. Uh, I think, I mean, if we can get a draw, that would be great. But I just see it, and I can't see us getting another point at the moment unless we do something. What do you think, Roger? It's clearly not great. The league table doesn't make good reading. Um... Do you make a Michael's assessment? Um, listen, I know St Mirren fans. I know St Mirren fans at the minute are not happy with Stephen Robinson. Um, I'm not a great hire him, fire him type of guy. Um, I know Sean Maloney's just gone after 19 games in 120 days. Well, how many has Robinson had? Fewer than that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's he had? I'll count nine, them up well, nine, you. Nine or ten, maybe. Um, he is making plans for next season. I think his biggest mistake has been criticising the players. Daz will tell you. If you're in a scrap like this You need to take the players with you And even if Quietly You're discussing with the chairman Or you're discussing with your assistant And your coaching staff That you want to make 8 or 9 or 10 or 11 changes in the summer I think to publicly say it And to let the players know Publicly That they don't have a future at the club I think that's an own goal um, Personally speaking I think there's probably enough for them In the bank at the minute To stay up I know it will be nervy At Perth Come the weekend But even if they lose at Perth There are other games You know They've still to play Dundee They've still to play Aberdeen as well They've got a game against Lennox And I think St Mirren have enough about them That they'll stay up And then it's up to Stephen Robinson To overhaul the place mm. in the summer Put his own stamp on it And then Michael and the St Mirren yeah. fans Can judge him from next season Here's the difficult thing Michael Because I understand the, the frustration and even, you know, whether it's right or wrong, if you if you believe that it's not going to turn around and it's not going to improve, fine. But how does football seriously progress if it becomes acceptable to sack managers after nine games? Yeah, no, I, I get that. Like, if the season was over now and if we had a need more record but we were still in the league, I'd be, like, more than happy for him to have the summer to bring in his own players and, and to put his own stamp on it. But like I think we we need to do something dramatic because as it ha- as it is we're getting worse and worse every week and there's just it, if we end up going down it's going to be years and years before we come back up like I hope the board aren't looking at Kilmarnock and thinking we can just come back up straight away like that because that's the exception rather than the rule like you see Dundee United Dundee Hibs ourselves Inverness it takes a long long time to come back up and. I think we need to do whatever it takes to make sure to stay in the league this season. And if it's the trigger, um, then that's what we have to do. Uh, Gordon, I mean, Stephen Robinson has got previous at Motherwell. I think yeah. there, there was a season where it was a bit nip and tuck at the bottom, like St Mirren are at the bottom. It was fine, survived, consolidated from there, built, and then you know, changed the team a couple of times. They were very, you know, big and physical at one point, and that was successful. And then totally changed the style, and it was Turnbull and Hasty and Campbell, and it was it was you know good football. So does he deserve a bit more patience? Yeah, I, I think he does. I can understand because there's a lot of St. Mirren uh, supporters a bit worried. Gordon, I think Saturday against St. Johnston, 
uh, Stephen rightly said It's massive They've got to try and get something there Even if it's a, a draw And just keep that five points of the gap uh, Between themselves and St Johnston um, And then fall over a line Get to the end of the season Then give him the transfer window To bring in his own players Style of football If he doesn't hit the ground running next season Then I think he could be in trouble But you know the lads The guy's just in the door Roger highlighted a few things that I think he, when he looks back, he's probably thinking, uh, you know, uh, I got one or two wrong. He shouldn't have come out and, you know, spoke about the players the way that he did. He's got to make sure that they're with him, especially in this battle, in the relegation battle. But I, I think that if they can get even a point in Perth, that'll be enough for him. Let's get the other view. You've sparked something, Michael, because Ewan and Johnson has called in. You disagree with Michael Ewan, is that fair? Yeah, I do. I think Stephen Robinson has got a good track record with Motherwell in the Premiership. And I think he is building for next season with his pre-contract as well. And I also think that this isn't his team at all. This is still Jim Goodwin's team. And I think Jim Goodwin left St Martin with a lot of um, issues. But I know we were doing well at the time when Goodwin was still with us. But I don't think the squad was good enough for top six personally. I know we were close to it, but... I still thought we were a few quality players short. Roger, is that fair? Um, listen, it's difficult to say. They've had a really strange season of peaks and troughs, St Mirren. Um, either side of Christmas New Year there, they were on a fantastic run under Jim Goodwin. And top six, maybe even top four, didn't look beyond them. And then things started to hit the skids. There was a few injuries. Form went completely out the window. The goals dried up. <laughs> and they've struggled to get out of that trough. Um I, still t- I do think they've got enough I think they've got enough They'll get out of You'd be better in St Mirren's position Than in St Johnson's position tonight Put it that way Huge game at Perth at the weekend But as I say Even if they lose it I think St Mirren will be enough to stay up uh, I mean you and Michael and, and other St Mirren fans Are just not happy with Maybe some of the comments And the way it's gone So far so Do you think that's been Overblown a bit? I, th- I think, like, I, th- I mean, I, th- I think it's to use old like cliche, but I do think he's lost the dressing room, and I think it's those comments that have done that because we were doing well, although like eight defeats and nine, like that's an unbelievably bad run. It's not just like not, it's just not just like quite a bad run. It's shocking. And it seems like the players yeah. have completely They're just not playing for them There's every chance I got you two mixed up there. So apologies if I did. You and what do you think to, to Michael's last point? I wouldn't say he's lost the dressing room, but the, the players are they probably maybe they have a bit, but they're not showing as much fight as they were under Goodwin, and we're a lot less disciplined, like defensively, like we're leaking goals. But I just think it's way too early to judge Robinson uh, when he's made no signings that are his own. It's still Jim Goodwin's team. I would definitely wait till next season. Don't get me wrong; if we finish the season the way we are, it'll be under pressure starting the summer. But I would still, I still would not bite the bullet on him yet. Good stuff. Do you two, will we agree to disagree, or do you want to start a fight? What, how do you feel yeah, about no, it? No, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> Good agree stuff. Disagree. Brilliant. That was Michael and Largs and Ewan and Johnston, two St Mirren fans, differing opinions. That's why we're here. Thank you, both of you. Uh, right, let's see if we can finish off this teaser. You two in the studio. We're looking for. Is it three more? Yeah. We'll give you Sadiq, by the way. Oh, yeah, I think so. But does that make it thirteen? Um, so we're looking for we're looking for th- you get thirteen minutes in the league that season. We're looking anyway. We're looking for three more players since eighteen nineteen season who've played for Rangers and represent a country out with Europe. So you've got Morelos, Roof Arfield, Balogun, Bassi, Aribo, Polster, Koulibaly, and Fashion. we'll even give you Sadiq. Fashion Sakala. 
fashion Sakala well done would you have got him Gordon Deal yeah, where does he to, come from um, far away Zambia Zambia what about I believe Amad- they sing about it as well Ahmed Diallo sounds good to me Ivory Coast brilliant Roger one more Roger come on he's got it hasn't he no, I don't. Oh he doesn't <laughs> yeah, I actually don't If I were a betting man And I had my one pound for cash for kids I would have split it between Matt Polster And this guy Oh no That It would be the last one that you'd struggle with mm-hmm. Not even that far back But just a bit of a forgotten man uh, Is he still there? No <sighs> I was thinking Didn't last very long mm-hmm. So he's more recent than Polster, he's more recent than Zungu and Kulabali and Sadiq. He is not American. No, that rules out. Come on, Roger, give us a wee clue again. He's got it. He no, got it. no, no, no. This will no. be good fun. I'll name the country and we'll see if Gordon Deal can okay. get it right. Curaçao. No. Oh yeah. You got it. Yeah, Janine Bakuna. Oh no, when they got that. I know. Uh, Janino Bakuna, thank you very much for Jerry for the qu- uh, thank you to Jerry for the question I should say. Thank you to Gordon and Roger and thank you for all your calls. Much appreciated tonight. Good company on Twitter as well. Really looking forward to the rest of this week. We've got the PFA shortlist, haven't we? For the four nominees tomorrow that will be announced for the Premiership and it will be the eve of RB Leipzig against Rangers. So make sure you put some time aside, join Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley on tomorrow night's show from six. And in the meantime, you can stay right there. And Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>